I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Relentless Daring on podbean.com. Welcome to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app, or you're streaming it on demand at RelentlessDaring.com slash podcast, or on your preferred podcast app. Before I get into some things, let's talk coffee. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta pay the bills. What better way to pay the bills than coffee? Not just any coffee, but great coffee. Coffee. I'm talking the amazing coffee at American Pride Roasters based out of Iowa. It's a small homegrown coffee, you know, roaster that is amazing coffee. And I'm a huge fan of the on the roof blend, uh, you know, made in honor of the late great Doc Thompson after his unfortunate run in with his arch nemesis, Amtrak. But. I'm going to talk a little something different today because I can figure out where my cursor is to get up here. Apparently, I don't know what's going on here. There's only one way to celebrate coffee this time of year, and that is Christmas. That's right. Uh, Right now, you can get the first Christmas blend from APR Coffee. Uh, I'm going to read the description here. Behold, I bring to you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Celebrate the Christmas season every morning with this 100% pure and naturally sun-dried coffee from Ethiopia. We've added a special blend of Christmas time spices to give you a wonderful cup of a holiday cheer. That's right, the uh, first Christmas. They also have uh, Christmas baskets that includes... The first Christmas brand that I, or blend that I read the description of. And ladies and gentlemen, there's no better way to celebrate the holidays than with a cup of coffee after a you know big hearty meal. Or maybe you're the, those people who do the Christmas breakfast. You want a good coffee to you know have with your biscuits and gravy and your eggs and bacon and all that. Or your pancakes. Whatever the case may be. This is an amazing, amazing company. I enjoy all the stuff that Dave has to offer up there at American Pride Roasters. So be sure to check it out, American Pride Roasters, APRCoffee.com. When you go there and you make your order, there'll be a, a, a little block as you're filling out the filling out your orders to special instruction. Tell them that you heard about American Pride Roasters through Tyler Morgan at Relentless Daring. And that way he knows you're listening to me and, you know, I'm kicking business his way and he continues to give me awesome stuff whenever I order from him. So aprcoffee.com, historically great coffee. 
All right, so getting into it, um, I really don't know where to start because obviously Alex Jones has been proven right yet again. It's not just him ranting and raving about, they're putting chemicals in the water, turn the freaking frogs gay. Uh, one thing that he's been known for is, um, well, it's crazy conspiracy theories about the government. Yes, that's right. I know we all have crazy conspiracies about the government. But when Alex Jones happens to be right, uh, you got to give the man credit where credit's due. You know, not only is he, you know, right about, oh, wow, there are chemicals in the water that are turning the freaking frogs gay. But there's also, um, Pedophiles in the government. Yeah, that's kind of a scary thought when you think about it, but really it's nothing new. Um, Going all the way back to 2013, there's reports from the State Department that Hillary Clinton was hiding uh, those horrible, horrible ambassadors and other diplomats within the Foreign Service who use their position to make it easier to abuse children. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of the... I, I, I don't even know where to go. There's only one cure for pedophiles, and I believe, uh, I believe the cure for them is uh, lead suppositories through the face. I know that's oh, there are people who believe that's a ah, that's a horrible opinion to have. Well, you know what? It's my opinion. You don't like it? Suck it, nerds! I don't care. But the most recent one to come out um, is this is from BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed usually doesn't do good good stuff. They give you listicles. Um. You know, those things of, oh, BuzzFeed presents the top 10 fluffy kitten videos. Next thing you know, you're clicking through the top 10 fluffy kitten videos. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying. But um, here lately, they have been getting good at actual legitimate investigative journalism. Um, Jason Leopold, this is his, I'm not going to call it his magnum opus, but this this opus is definitely very, very very good. Um, CIA files say staffers committed sex crimes involving children. They weren't prosecuted. Hmm. Declassified CIA, CIA Inspector General report shows a pattern of abuse and repeated decision by federal prosecutors not to hold agency personnel accountable. Oh, isn't that lovely? Over the past 14 years, the CIA has secretly amassed credible evidence that at least 10 of its employees and contractors committed sexual crimes involving children. Though most of these cases were referred to U.S. attorneys for prosecution, only one of the individuals was ever charged with a crime. Huh. Ugh. Uh, Prosecutors sent the rest back of the cases back to CIA to handle internally, meaning few faced any actual consequences beyond the possible loss of job and security clearances. Now, 
I remember doing stories not that long ago on this podcast covering um, FBI people who enjoy doing these horrible, horrible things to children. And one of these agents, uh, he got bounced around from place to place. It's almost like, I don't know, the whole Catholic Church scandal. You know, what? the Archdiocese in Boston started moving around priests from church to church to church and then covering up what they were doing to the altar boys. Yeah, it's a, a sad and scary thought that Ah, it worked for the Pope. Ah, we'll do it here at the CIA. And ultimately, where does the uh, where's the responsibility lie? Obviously, it lies with the horrible scumbags who are doing these horrible, awful, nasty things to children. Again, lead suppositories through the face. That's the bare minimum. But then but then you start going up the chain. You start going up to the supervisors who you know recommended them for prosecution to the federal prosecutors. And then when the prosecutors are like, "Uh yeah, we're not going to touch that one with a 10-foot pole." They have them moved around where they can continue to harm children. Oh, well, uh, we're going to handle this administratively. No, that's not the right answer. The fact that you allowed it to continue. And, again, this is over the past 14 years. let's, Let's do some math here. The last five years have taken us back to the beginning of the Trump presidency, pretty much. The very, very ass end of the Obama presidency. So then, you go back another eight years. So this is going all the way back to the Bush administration when these allegations are starting. So that, through three presidencies, going into a fourth, that... The CIA has been able to run roughshod over the law. One of the arguments they use of why they didn't want to prosecute. Ah, this could hurt our intelligence gathering. No, that is not the right answer. You know what? Let the world know. That these guys who we have spying for us, these guys that we contract out our intelligence analysis to, let the world know that they're bad. It's not going to hurt anything to let them know that they're bad. I get it. You don't want to give the agency a black eye you know, spying on American citizens and other questionable tactics the CIA has employed over the years. 
But at the same time, think of the children. I know, I know, I know. Think of the children as a, uh, it's one of those quaint liberal arguments. Think of the children. Oh, bull crap. The left doesn't care about children. Well, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to take that back. The government, regardless of who was running it, does not care for children. They do not care for you or I. They do not care if we are safe. They do not care if their employees are raping five-year-olds. And I can, unless they're in the military. In, In the military, they seem to prosecute that fairly regularly, which is actually kind of sad when you stop and think about it, too. They, how did these guys get missed during the uh, screenings prior to, you know, shipping out? But anywho, I digress. Now we have to look at the prosecutors. We've already looked at the, you know, the people actually doing it, shoot them all. Uh the ones who are moving these guys around to avoid prosecution or to avoid a rather nasty situation, you know, where these people are working. Oh, my. Those guys should also have lead suppositories to the face because not only are they protecting the guys who hurt children, they're keeping them circulating where they can hurt more children. If I can tie this back into Waukesha with the prosecutor there and the prosecutors choosing not to go after these, these, I say guys, I, I, as a term I use very, very loosely in this situation. You look at the prosecutors who go, oh, uh, I've been... I mean, we, we, we can't get this guy off the streets. You know, uh, what's he going to do? Where, where's our analysis going to come from? They make all these excuses. And they just turn it back to the CIA, handle it administratively. And out of 10 known cases, 10 known cases, I'm going to emphasize known. These are the ones we knew about. I, just to drive the point home, these are the ones that are on record that we know of, which means there's probably a lot more that we don't. We've been, of all those cases that we know about, only one has actually been prosecuted. The others just, I, I, you, yeah, you're not going to be while working at this station anymore. You're going to move over to this station. Uh, try not to rape any more little girls. Try not to fondle any more little boys while you're there. Come on. Now, tying into Waukesha. That was a horrible tragedy. Sickening, disgusting, heartbreaking. The youngest victim to have died was a child. What led up to this? Well, Daryl Brooks is a lifelong criminal. I say lifelong, the dude is 40, and his criminal record goes back 20 years. I'm pretty sure we can call that lifelong at this point. Over half of his life has been spent in and out of correctional institutes because he keeps breaking the law. And as Jim Carrey once 
so poignantly said on Liar Liar, stop breaking the law, asshole. It's a dude who has hurt children, been a drug dealer, fought with cops, a domestic abuser, a repeat felon, and full-time loser. Oh, and let's not let's not leave out habitual bail jumper. Because let's look back what happened earlier in the month of November. You see, Daryl Brooks was arrested. And he was charged with a number of crimes, which included using the car that he owned, that he used in the Christmas parade for that mayhem, use that same vehicle to run over his baby mama. I should say, allegedly, he has not been tried or convicted of said running over baby mama. However, the police report does indicate that there were tire tracks on her pant leg from where he ran her over. And then in the process of running away from running her over, and the cops were trying to chase him, he used his car to try to run over the freaking cops. And it turns out that he had an, had an arrest warrant. Because wait for it, wait for it. He skipped bail, a $500 bond. He skipped that. <laughs> because, yes, a person with a 20-year history of being an awful human being would never, never stick around because he's on the hook for $500 that he won't get back if he skips bail. So when he finally gets released after spending a couple weeks in the clink because he finally, someone finally gave him the $1,000 bond. $1,000. Oh, well, yeah, I, I see you skipped bail in the past and you just skipped bail, so... We're going to set bail at $10,000, and so you only have to make $1,000 of the bond to be able to get out. Huh. Are, are, are we really this dumb that, you know, there's prosecutors who can look at the overall criminal record of a jack wagon such as Daryl Brooks. Well, we're, we're a progressive bunch here, and, and we, we understand that in the name of racial equity, because he's black, we're not going to, we're not going to hold him because anything over X amount of money is, is an unreasonable bond, and cash bond is bad, blah, 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 blah. I'm starting to bleed somewhere between a, you know, bleeding heart hippie and Kim Jong-un, or Kim Jong-il, from Team America. Oh, no. Oh, no, Hans Briggs. Not not a redder. Yeah. Shows where my mind's at tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, when all else fails, apply more Jack Daniels. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's absolutely nuts that all this goes on, all this happens. Pure insanity. Prosecutors who don't want to hold people responsible, don't want to hold people in jail because, oh, it's not right. We can't hold them in jail because... Yeah, you know, too many black people are being kept in jail, and blah 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 blah. Whiny, whiny, bleeding heart liberal bull, bull hockey, or just trying to protect their fellow government agents because, hey, that guy in the CIA over there, I don't like what he did, but you know what? By God, he's going to catch the next Muhammad Atta is trying to come over here and fly a plane into a tall building. It's insanity. Why do we protect these people? It's, why? What, what is the point of protecting these clowns? There really isn't one. Uh, why George Soros likes funding prosecutors like, you know, the guy who allowed Daryl Brooks out. Why unappointed <laughs> ah, Tony in the live chat over here. Muhammad's tatas? Blew. Of course, an Air Force guy is thinking about Muhammad's tatas. I'll, I better be nice. He might hug me. Um, it's absolutely nuts that... Such gross travesties of justice, um, especially the, the CIA stuff, because they're gov- most of them are government bureaucrats. Even a lot of the underlings at the uh, fed- in the federal prosecutor's offices, yep, they're bureaucrats. They're not appointees. They're, yep, government hired on employees who are protected by the government union, which ask anyone who's ever had to work with the government unions and they'll tell you, you, you'd rather have a, you'd rather have a root canal without any sort of uh, Novocaine because it's easier to deal with than trying to fire a bad employee who's a member of the union. I mean, look at Anthony Fauci. The dude has been busted on many occasions, lying, perjuring himself before Congress, perjuring himself before the Senate. It came out that he allowed New York City foster children who had AIDS to be experimented on back in the 80s and early 90s with experimental AIDS medications because, eh, they're foster kids. Who's going to care if we kill them? It's ridiculous. Anthony Fauci has been been in the government for so long, he makes more money than the freaking President of the United States. 
That's like that's like saying, um, well, yeah, we we know uh, the owner of this company who is steering this thing into record markets, all sorts of record profits. He is fixed on this income, even and then after all his bonuses, the head of research and development makes more money than he does every year. What? It's nuts. Absolutely insane. Anywho's, I'm going to take a quick break, and I will be right back after a few words from our sponsors. I want to talk to you about Keto Chow. Keto Chow is a small company out of Utah that uses the absolute best ingredients to make the absolute best weight loss products available on the market. Their first goal is flavor. Who wants to drink something as a meal replacer that tastes like crap? Keto Chow understands that this is a hard barrier for a lot of companies to break through, so they have some of the best flavors. Cookies and cream, chocolate, vanilla, real strawberry. These are the best shakes I've ever had. I've been using them for a few months now, and they are amazing. So go to the link in the show notes, check it out. You can search for recipes on how you can use their Keto Chow products to make amazing foods that taste amazing and help with your weight loss goals. KetoChow.xyz, keto made easy. Drizzly is the leading home alcohol delivery service available. Imagine being able to sit at home and pull up your smartphone and browse your favorite wine, beer, spirits, and then have it delivered to your home in as little as one hour. Go to drizzly.com or check out the link in the show notes and start shopping today. Not available in all areas? Please drink responsibly. Drizzly.com. All right, getting back at it. Um, let's look at a little uh, crazy, crazy malfeasance on the part of the media. I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's the media. Of course there's malfeasance. It's what they do. Well, here lately they've been really, really, really bad about it. Um... During the Rittenhouse trial, well, not really during the trial, but during the deliberations, they had um, an issue with a car trying to follow the jury van. Now they tried to play it off as, oh, he's just some independent guy and Yo, we had no say in it, and he wasn't really following the van. He got pulled over near where the van was. Totally coincidental. Well, yeah, then the the body cam footage from the cop came out, and the guy admitted, yeah, I I was told by New York I have to to follow the van. (laughs) Oh, really? 
And then he gets his boss in New York on the phone. And she says the same thing. Well, we're, we're, we, we just want him to approach them. He's not trying to intimidate them or anything. And, yeah, well, yeah, is it... He just wanted to say if uh, any of them are interested in talking after the trial, yeah, we'll be here. We'll 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 take them. Oh, that sounds like a lovely, lovely idea. Um, yeah, she pretty much like deleted all of her social media because it's pretty obvious that ooh yeah, this is gonna come out and it ain't gonna look good on me. So she scrubbed her media. I'm pretty sure she quit NBC, like, not that long afterwards. But it gets better. Yes, I said it gets better because CNN had a rat, a weasel. They had a leak. Someone on there on the inside who was digging up information about the accusers against Andrew Cuomo and giving it to Andrew Cuomo's staff. Kim says just one rat. Well, this one we know about. Turns out that uh, Chris Cuomo, a guy who told his bosses, I am not, I swear I'm not doing anything unethical when it comes to my brother, as a matter of fact, as as soon as he started having issues with everything in his office, I stopped having him come on for the Cuomo Comedy Hour every night. And at first they uh first they believed him and then the Attorney General's office released some information, text messages between the between the Cuomo chief of staff and his douchebag baby brother. <laughs> and, yeah, I've got dirt on so-and-so. It looks like it looks like the wedding girl was put up to it. Blah, 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 blah. I'm getting told my Italian accent sucks. Hey, if, if I wanted to have a good Italian accent and get paid to do it, I would work on it. And I would work in voiceover. But until then, I will do a crappy, crappy Italian accent because I don't take myself seriously at all. Yeah, so initially, Cuomo was put on a indefinite suspension which me being the cynical jerk that I am I was like yeah they're going to wait for this to die down because CNN has zero self-awareness and they will gladly put him back on TV I mean look what they did with that with that Tubin I mean Jeffrey Tubin was you know decided he's going to fap his way through a Zoom meeting and CNN's like, ah, yeah, we're go- we're gonna suspend you pending further investigation. And oh, I'll be damned, you didn't do it on purpose. It was a complete and total 
complete and total honest accident that anybody could have made. I mean, come on. Who hasn't been in the middle of a Zoom meeting, thought you were taking a break, and then pulled all your clothes off and started jerking your gherkin because, you know, hey, we're on a break. You know, who's going to notice? Uh, not the right answer, CNN. But anyway, so they, they've got Jeffrey Tubin, who says that Kyle Rittenhouse looks like an idiot because of, you know, going to the riots to help protect businesses. Um, Jeffrey, those who live with glass Zoom houses shouldn't cast the first stone. Just saying. But even even everybody's favorite thin-skinned pansy of a potato, Brian Stelter, was on CNN saying, "Yeah, he's probably going to be back at the end of the you know after New Year's because you know give it time to die down and you know they're not going to really have a whole lot to deal with and you know that's the way I see it. He'll he'll be back. Don't worry. Well, <laughs> surprises, surprises." On this day, the 4th of December, the year of our Lord, 2021. Headline, CNN. CNN fires Chris Cuomo. CNN said Saturday that anchor Chris Cuomo has, quote, or has been, quote, terminated, end quote, by the network, effective immediately. The announcement came after an outside law firm was retained to review information about exactly how Cuomo was aiding his brother, former New York governor, Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, a man who the only way that he can talk to anybody is to yell with a bad Italian accent at the top of his lungs. CNN said in a statement, Chris Cuomo was suspended earlier this week pending further evaluation of new information that came to light about his involvement with his brother's defense. We retained a respected law firm to conduct the review and have terminated him effective immediately. While in the process of that review, additional information has come to light. Despite the termination, we will investigate as appropriate. So basically, they're going to leave the door open to him, maybe, possibly, I don't know, sue him for any kind of breach of contract or anything like that. It's kind of interesting, the vagaries used in this. In a statement of his own Saturday, Chris Cuomo said, this is not how I want my time at CNN to end. Mm Mm-hmm. But I have already told you why and how I helped my brother. I don't think so, Scooter. I I think you told a lot of lies about how and why, but I digress. So let me now say, as disappointing as this is, I could not be more proud of the team at Cuomo Primetime and the work we did as CNN's number one show in the most competitive time slot. 
I really don't believe. I mean, maybe you were the number one show in that time slot at CNN going up against um, headline news. It has like five people watching at any given time. And we have all the TVs at all the, all the airports at CNN. That way we could boost up our numbers. I owe them all, and we'll miss that group of special people who did really important work. While the contours of Chris Cuomo's involvement with the governor's office were reported several months ago, the specifics were detailed in a massive document dump on Monday. The documents, released by New York Attorney General Letitia James, after investigation into the governor, showed Chris Cuomo, while working as one of CNN's top anchors, was also effectively working on work as an unpaid unpaid aide to the governor. The cozy and proper nature of the relationship was conveyed through text messages obtained by James's office. The text between the anchor and several aides and allies of the governor revealed that Chris Cuomo sought to use his connections in the press to help prepare Andrew Cuomo's team as accusers started to make their stories public. <laughs> On the day his brother resigned back in August, Chris Cuomo told viewers that, quote, the situation's unlike anything I could have imagined, end quote. He pointed out that he never reported on the sexual harassment scandal or tried to interfere with CNN's coverage. And he acknowledged that he tried to be there for my brother when the scandal erupted, as well as trying to be there to the point of telling your brother, keep pushing back, keep pushing back, Deny, 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 till everyone gets bored and goes home. I'm not an advisor. I'm a brother. I wasn't in control of anything. I was there to listen and offer my take. CNN management showed support for Cuomo and, and Cuomo Primetime, often the network's highest-rated show, stayed on the air throughout the controversy, but its reliable resources, <laughs> reliable resources, womp, womp, as reliable resources reported at the time, some CNN staffers were angry at Cuomo and his violations of journalistic norms. The dissent only intensified after James' office released the text messages, sworn testimony, and other raw materials from her investigation into the ex-governor. When the documents were released on Monday, CNN management said the thousands of pages of additional transcripts and exhibits would be reviewed over the next several days. Then on Tuesday evening, CNN indicated the contents were serious enough to merit a suspension. I am shocked. Shocked, I say. When Chris admitted to us that he had offered advice to his brother's staff, he broke our rules and we acknowledged that publicly. But we appreciated the unique position he was in and understood his need to put family first and jobs second. Yeah, you know, if I put my family first on every little thing and my job second, you know, the one that pays for all of this, I'm pretty sure I would not have a job. I love my brother dearly, but if I just packed up and drove to South Carolina to help out with certain things, lied about my whereabouts and how I was helping him if he was in fact connected to you know, my employers in any way, shape, or form, I would lose my job. 
not to quote Joe, quote Joe Biden. That's not a joke, man. No joke. However, the network said these documents point to a greater level of involvement in his brother's efforts than we previously knew. As a result, we have suspended Chris indefinitely pending further evaluation. Cuomo initially declined to comment. He said on his radio show on Wednesday that the suspension was embarrassing, but understandable. He also said he never wanted to compromise any of my colleagues and said he would respect the process. According to, according to Saturday's announcement, the process included an outside law firm, a fact that was not previously known. With information in the text and documents pointing to a serious breach of CNN standards, Cuomo was notified of his termination on Saturday by phone, according to another article that I read about it. So, <laughs> yeah, he didn't even, they couldn't even bring him back into CNN for Jeff Zucker to go, what were you thinking? You know, the, the age-old Jay Leno question. The hell were you thinking? I mean, don't be wrong. It couldn't happen to a better person. A guy who seemed incapable of staying in in his house while he was under quarantine. A guy who faked coming out of the basement from quarantine after he was on camera getting in some dude's face for calling him out. When he wasn't in quarantine while he had COVID. Allegedly. Mr. Trust the Science. Mr. Get the Vaccine. Mr. Don't take the don't take the horse paste. His doctor, who is not licensed to practice holistic medicine in the state of New York, by the way had him on a regimen of spicy soups, crystals, and bleach baths to fight COVID. But Donald Trump was the science-denying asshole who was saying to inject bleach into your veins. I. absolutely nuts but i want to take one last one last trip down the nutty realm and i would be remiss if i did not discuss the goings on of the supreme court this week um dobbs versus jackson this is a review of the 15 week abortion ban in mississippi Based on a lot of the questions that were being asked, especially by the majority of the right-leaning, I'm not going to say they're all conservative, because you do have a handful of conservatives and Sam Alito and Clarence Thomas. You have the libertarian guy, Neil Gorsuch, who, well, we might not like the way he rules but he always lays out why he ruled the way he did when we don't like it. 
Ah, I don't agree with this policy. Well, the policy is constitutional, and here's why. Neil Gorsuch is great about that. He's kind of a wild card. Then you have the rest of the gang. Amy Coney Barrett, who you would think would be far more pro-life, pro-bodily autonomy, um, especially when it comes to things like colleges in her home state, saying, uh, you got to have this shot or you're not going to college. Yeah, she didn't vote to hear that case. Then you have Kavanaugh, who he asked some really good questions, especially on the grounds of stare decisis, which is kind of uh, confounding when you figure that during his confirmation hearings, he was all about the stare decisis. Ah, well, you just can't go turning, overturning precedent all willy-nilly. Well, yeah, you can if the precedent is wrong. If you can't overturn precedent, then Brown versus the Board of Education no longer exists, and we go back to separate but equal based on race. Or maybe we just start taking groups of people we don't like and sticking them in in internment camps. Because, you know, the Korematsu decision technically still stands. It has not been overturned. So, you know, if the government wants to start rounding up all of my unvaxxed friends or people like me who refuse to carry their vaccination card around because, hey, My medical status is none of your damn business. According to the Korematsu decision, government would be perfectly in line with locking us up. Crazy, Jay. However, it looks like um, Dobbs may stand as the new law of the land that, hey, we're not, we, the Supreme Court, are not banning abortion. However, as a Tenth Amendment issue, if Mississippi decided they wanted to just wreck shop and ban all of them, that's their prerogative. Uh, In Missouri, they're already starting to push legislation to roll back our uh, abortion laws and make them... uh, I say roll back, to strengthen them, to strengthen strengthen the the restrictions on it because, hey, you know, this this whole Dobbs thing could happen. And the the pro-baby murder crowd are losing their minds. I like to call them the death cult because it seems to be the, uh, that killing the baby while in the womb is their greatest sacrament. They they respond to the idea of having abortion Ill, you know made illegal with the religious fervor 
of James Jones people down in Jonestown drinking the Kool-Aid. Flavor-Aid, Flavor-Aid, Flavor-Aid. I'm sorry. Kool-Aid, I apologize. I know it was not really Kool-Aid they drank. It was grape Flavor-Aid. My bad. I don't want you coming after me. I am... I look forward to the day where, you know, killing your baby, that's uh, that's not something we do here. Here in the United States, we, the only countries that abort more babies than us per capita is China, a communist dictatorship with a horrible policy called one child. Now they're up to two children, which really, really affected um, really affected the male-to-female ratio because so many girls were aborted that I think it's like three to one men to women in China right now. It, it, it's ridiculous. And then the only other country that, you know, murders more babies than us, and they actually murder them, outside the womb, too, because they're evil, is North Korea. That's who we stand next to. The idea that, oh, well, uh, we we abort less babies per capita than North Korea. We we also have less post-birth abortions than North Korea. We also don't lock people into slave camps. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Slave camps. Concentration camps. And then execute them in the street if they're caught trying to get food, undigested food, out of poop. Gross. That's a story that has come out of the uh, death camps in North Korea. It's just... It's awful. Totally awful. The idea that, you know, for years, uh, we should be more like Europe. Okay, pick a country. Because you pick a country in Europe, and they're more restrictive on abortion than we are. I know, it, it's shocking. Yeah, you have countries, I think it's Liechtenstein. In the country of Liechtenstein, you want an abortion? Okay. Two questions. How old are you? Oh, you're 14? Okay, how did you get pregnant? Oh, you were raped. Oh, yeah, let's get on that. Oh, all right, you. You want an abortion? What happened? I was raped. Okay, how old, how old are you? I'm 15. Ooh, sorry about that. You lose the AIDS lottery in Liechtenstein. It's... These are countries I could be behind. On the whole idea of you can't abort a baby unless, you know, it's as a result of rape or incest... That, that's what I'm torn on because I don't think the baby should be um, 
I don't think the baby should be punished because it's not the baby's fault that the mom was raped. It's not the baby's fault that he or she exists as a result of an incestuous relationship. That's punishing the wrong person. And so I have my qualms about it. I perfectly understand it. I just, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that it doesn't keep me up at night, but it makes me really sit and look at what I believe in the, as far as abortion goes. Uh, there's a lot of chatter going on in the live chat up here over my shoulder. Um, you know, privatizing privatizing the system to allow for more adoptions, I think that would be a great way to fix things. Even if, you know, making the foster system, which I understand the foster system. I've been a foster parent. It's, there's a reason why you have to jump through all the hoops. Unless you have a totally corrupt foster system where you're at and... Yeah, you don't jump through hoops. Kids fall through cracks. That's one of those things that I'm not a fan of, but it it unfortunately exists. But what people bring this up on the death cult side of, oh, we have 400,000 kids in foster care. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, okay, well, do you know how hard it is to adopt a child out of foster care? Seriously, do you know how hard it is? If you are doing a private adoption, whether it is a stateside adoption, whether it is an overseas adoption, you pay a crap ton of money to have a home study done and background check. Make sure you're not creepy McCreeperton. You just want to bring a child into your home so you have them as your own disgusting personal plaything. That's a horrible thought. But it happens, unfortunately. Damn, humanity sucks. You go through all this. It costs you a crap ton of money. You have to get paperwork done, visas to travel to China or wherever you're adopting out of. You have to get the visas to go there. You have to have all the paperwork in order so you can go to the orphanage. Get you, you, you get the kid. And then you can go to the embassy and stamp a paper and boom, they're adopted and they're an American citizen now. It's a lot of work. And a private adoption in the United States is the same way. You spend a crap ton of money to do a home study, do background checks, make sure you're not a horrible human being who needs to be the recipient of lead suppositories to the face. And then you're handling filing fees, the actual court fees of all, and it adds up. If there was a way that they could streamline the system, because my oldest, my, all my kids are adopted. My oldest two, my daughter is the younger of them. She went into care in the system in the state of Missouri at six months old. She was 
before when we finalized the adoption. She was two when she got placed with us. Her brother was four when they got placed with us. All because mom knew how to work the system to drag it out, drag it out, drag it out, until she finally, oh, okay, I'm gonna term- I'll, I'll terminate my rights now. The hoops that the state has to go through to be able to initiate a TPR, termination of parental rights, is ridiculous. The state has hamstrung itself when it comes to letting willing parents adopt available kids. Parents who are willing to deal with years of trauma and therapy because, face it, these kids, some of these kids have issues. It's not their fault. They're, they're a victim of the environment. You know, you know, when kids don't sleep at night because that's when mom's boyfriends would hurt them. Yeah, makes sense. That's why we have therapy, so we can work our way through it. There's so much that can be done to alleviate the strain and stress on the foster system. Get more caseworkers, better caseworkers. Make it more streamlined. If a case looks like it's going to head towards adoption, let's make it easier to terminate those rights. That way, a willing parent can adopt the child. If you have a child in placed with a with a potential adoptive family, don't make DFS Family Services, Child Welfare, whatever your whatever your location calls it, make it so they're not up your butt. Yes, you do the background check, you do the home study. But if you pass those and there are no you do the initial interview and there are no red flags, do you really need to have the have the caseworker all up your butt? There are so many ways we could fix the system. So that way adoptive parents don't have to go overseas so that children do not just have to constantly rotate in and out of foster care so that way they can move on with their lives not be stuck wandering for four five six eight ten years their entire lives are mom and dad going to get their shit together so i can go home We can fix it. It's just nobody has the political want to do it. Till then, we have to deal with this modern-day death cult telling us that we want mothers to die during childbirth, that we want children to go into the foster care system where they will fall through the cracks and eventually die. Like I said... They're the death cult. 
And their sacrament is baby blood. All right, so I I didn't get everything I wanted to tonight. Left out as I wanted to talk about Alec Baldwin. He says he didn't pull the trigger. He says it's not his fault. I don't believe him. Wanted to give him some grace on the situation, but still don't believe him when he says, I pulled the hammer back, it slipped, and went kaboom. I wasn't supposed to be alive. There's so many things going on with that case that I don't think we'll ever have a solid answer, but it is what it is. All right, that's all I'm going to say on Alec Baldwin. Interesting, is there a number people can call? No, there's not. Don't have a number yet. Maybe one day. But till then, you get to deal with me. And if you want to deal with me on a regular basis, you can go to Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. You hit that subscribe button. That way you get updated every time the show posts. And then, especially on the uh, the Apple podcast, you go out there, you do the, the rate it, you know, the five stars. That's, that's all I'm asking. Five stars. Five. Five of them. Then, okay, I'll accept four. Three. Oh, come on. Three, we need to have a talk. After that, write a review. Say something nice. That way it pops up in somebody else's feed that you might like this show. They'll look through and go, oh, okay. Everyone seems to enjoy this, except for that one guy. That's really weird. But, nevertheless, it is what it is. And, let's see, I've asked you to subscribe, rate it, review it. Share it. Share the show. Send the link to somebody who you think will enjoy this episode. Send it to somebody you think will drive them crazy and they'll want to jack slap you. Either way, I'm good with that. I, If I can be your instrument of annoying your liberal friends, I will do that because I am that kind of person. Thank you so very much for listening. If you care to support this show financially, at the top of the page at RelentlessDaring.com, you will see a donate button. You click that, takes to PayPal, except a one-time or a recurring donation, either or, or you can go check out the merch shop at RelentlessDaring.com slash shop. There's hats, t-shirts, hoodies, yeah, all the good stuff, cups, mugs, get gifts for Christmas, although coming up on the time of year where Shipping gets a little crazy, so if you didn't buy anything for Christmas, um, tell them it's a New Year's gift. Uh, yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's your New Year's gift. I hope you enjoy the T-shirt. So again, thank you so much for listening, and as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.